Echo stages a rescue mission. Crosshair attempts to escape the Empire. The team gets some important news and more as the Sky Guys are back to recap the latest episode of The Bad Batch. All right, we are back here on the Sky Guys podcast, recapping episode 14 of The Bad Batch entitled Tipping Point. We are almost through this very, very long season, not also not as long, so we got a couple of double ups here. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Phillips. Joining us today, he came back from the cantina last week. He finally got a ride home. Pete Consori is here. Pete, how are you? Doing well, recovering from that week. That was a, a wild one. But yeah, I'm glad to be talking Bad Batch with you guys again. Uh, great episode today. So um excited to talk with you guys about it as well here also with us today here uh the leader of the uh, re- the rescue mission nick fryad is here nick how are you well thankfully this rescue mission and not the paz vizsla jumping into the mouth of a dinosaur's <laughs> rescue mission yeah that one did not go as well well it did i mean it did go well they did win right they did but they took some they took a little bit of beating on the way there and they had one of the worst moments in star wars there with paz vizsla screaming he's alive <laughs> maybe John Favreau is just a bad voice actor. Yeah, maybe. So that's going. That's one thing going on here. So Pete, if you want to follow us here on the Sky Guys, they can subscribe Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, and all usual suspects. Simply search for the Sky Guys here podcast platform. All episodes there. So you want to get these bad bad episodes? You got to be on the feed. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I was thinking about this. We keep talking about that. This is an exclusive. If this is exclusive and they're not on the feed, how are they hearing us? YouTube. Oh, okay. So if you're on YouTube and you want the audio version, definitely subscribe. So you can listen to it in the car. You don't got to, you can download it, right? You don't have to have it streaming. So if you don't have unlimited data, um, definitely subscribe. See, see, Mike, I was confused all these weeks, but I was like, you know, no, no, they should be subscribing, but it makes sense now. Yeah. If you like what you're hearing, also leave us some feedback at Star Rate. It'll, it'll help us make, get better. Yeah. Yeah. Please. And if you want to follow us on, uh, social media you can do that at the sky guys podcast on instagram and twitter yep you can also check out the youtube page mike phelps on youtube video version of the sky guys podcast is up on that thing so maybe you're watching it on there maybe you're getting see our visual props every week here so i'll bring out darfs as one of his uh fellow uh co-workers there showed up this week who has the worst two years of aging in the history of mankind yeah, I mean, he, the fact he goes from what he looks like to in Clone Wars to what he looks like at this point, like, it's incredible. Yeah, he aged 30 years in two years. Maybe he was hanging out on Tatooine with Obi-Wan. Yeah, it could have been that. Yeah, because, I mean, Tatooine is not kind to Obi-Wan, uh, Owen Maru after, after a while. It's all the sand. Yeah, Anakin hates sand for a reason. Yeah, speaking of uh, Tatooine, I have the Tusken Raider oh. brickhead. That I found out, I, I had once reported it was because of Book of Boba Fett and they didn't want to do it for him, but I think it was just because of an anniversary of a, of the movie, of the original movie. Yeah. So that's why they did it, so. Yeah, and speaking of Tatooine, Nick, this is what, that's one point we have not gotten to on this show yet. We got two episodes left, we could still get there. We still could here, and Pete, before we get into this week's episode, what did you think about Pabu last week? Can you, can you remind me? Is that the planet? Uh, that's the, the episode name. That's the episode name. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Well, uh, sometimes, sometimes it's a blur. You know, in the cantina, I was drinking a little too much. Um, so it, it was, uh, it was good. I liked it. It was very, um, 
I don't want to say cookie cutter, but I kind of felt like I knew something bad was going to happen when they decided to like stay for a little bit and they're having all this fun. Like, obviously, nothing can just go right the entire episode. So, but it was good. I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. It looked very nice. Yeah, I have to say, even today's episode, the the graphics seem better than the beginning of the season. Does that make any sense to you guys? Because I feel like in the I beginning, agree. of the it season, doesn't make any was, sense, but I agree. Right? Like it just seemed better. I don't know if they like saved it for the end or not, but I don't know. Maybe maybe the animators got better at their jobs over the course of the season. <laughs> maybe. No, oh, that's that's going on here. So we get to this episode, your tipping point, and Nick, I will defer to you. When did you realize it's gonna be a good episode? What was that? When did you you always said you can tell it's gonna be a good episode? Oh, when did I know? Yeah. I knew when the, you saw the Lucasfilm thing go across the screen beginning because it was dead silent. And I'm like, oh, it's a good one. It's not like they do that, and it's and they're playing like fun music on like an island, and you see Omega dancing with Rekka. It was, <laughs> it was silent. Like, oh, it's a serious one. It's a good one. It's good right away. Yeah, well, you see- and that guy, Doctor Hemlock, always means a good episode too. Yeah, and you you saw the the silent music like lead in here. You knew that it was not going to come back to like them having a beach party on Pabu. Right. Yeah, I knew it was going to be. Oh, this is a serious one. I actually was questioning: Are we going to see them in this one? Because a lot of times in these good episodes, we don't see them. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. It took about like half the episode for them to show up. The actual team. It's the uh, Book of Boba Fett curse. The <laughs> the people that it's a, the the shows involved with if they're not in it, it's a better episode than if they are in it. It's kind of actually sad. Yeah, it's kind of sad for sure. Here, so let's get to this episode here. So, Nick, what you you have? We start with Echo leading the rescue mission here. I thought that was a fun place to start the episode. There was. It was cool. It was awesome to see Echo and. See what he's been up to, and I thought I was I was happy that they didn't show him for as long as they did, and he he read he led a nice mission. Yeah, and P, I don't know if you caught this, but he did have some. Uh, they have a couple of like throwbacks in here to, in terms of clones. You counted here. Uh, our buddy Gregor was on the team, like like leading the breakout here, and uh, they were rescuing the guy Hauser who was in uh, was on this was on Ryloth last season and like re- rebelled against the Empire and trying to take down the Sindulas. Yeah, it was de- it was definitely great callbacks. I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, and Nick, I did like the tactics here, and I did think it was fun. I did like that they had a guy named Fireball too. He was a, he was a badass Fireball. Absolutely, he was. Yeah. Nothing else to add there. He was. Yeah, and what did you think about what we learned when they get back to uh, using the Martez sisters' like, garage as the base, and they telling yeah. Senator Chuchi what's going on over there? I feel like they have these characters that they save for only the good episodes and other, and it's like, well, where has she been the last 12 episodes? Yeah. And it's like, here we go. It's a good episode. So we got to throw in all the stuff that made it good. Dr. Hemlock, Chuchi, I guess Echo. I don't know. He's in some of the ones beforehand too, but now I think at this point in the show, Echo, Crosshair, it's like, let's throw all this stuff at you now because this is a good episode. Yeah, P, did you like that we learned about like how, oh, like, the Empire has been like rounding up clones who've been like disobeying orders, and we're trying to like form a network and liberate as many of them as we can. Yeah, I did a lot. I think it's still f- forming that stormtroopers instead of clone troopers uh, mentality. Um, I also like that they're kind of going after clone troopers that are not really keeping their mouths shut because they're trying to keep pushing their agenda. Because we're still, we're we're still. I mean, Nick says it all the time. We're still super early in the Empire, and I feel like things are not as controlling as we see when it comes to the actual, um, the original trilogy, or even maybe even Rebels. Um, so it's it's cool to see this transition of we're going to start making sure people are not speaking poorly, and this is kind of the start of that 
hush hush the empire is the greatest don't say anything bad about them um perspective yeah definitely a lot of fun here and nick let's go to crosshair story wise do we find he's still in prison on that uh empire's cloning station here and then he ends up getting tortured before he meets dr hemlock and hemlock is saying hey you know like if you give me what i want here and i want to find out where this uh where this little girl is and put on cross remembering who omega was and figuring out what they want and then hey if you do this for me i will let you go free and you can live the rest of your life in peace so like what'd you think about the hemlock trying to leverage crosshair here to get what he wants I think he's a great villain. I'm very, I really like his character. I think he did a great job here, like Crosshair's resistance. And I like that they use the exact same method of torture that droid that Vader was going to use on Leia in A New Hope. I think he did use it on Leia. We didn't see it. Maybe. Yeah, we definitely didn't see it. I wonder, him on, 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 I wonder if he used it. I don't know. I mean, they cut away from hot, from this is really approaching her. So I'm assuming that's something that yeah. they didn't want to show in yeah. 77. True. Yeah, Pete, what'd you think about Crosshair? Like, not like, I thought it was very impressive how he manages to, like, withstand all the torture and, like, manages to get his hands on a gun, kill all the stormtroopers around him, and then does it get, like, trying his way out of the base? Yeah, I think it's great. Um, I think I talked about it too a little bit when this whole transition started with Crosshair. I think it was too quick, but I really like that we're starting to get even though Crosshair is away from the team, we're starting to get that team back together in a way. Yeah. Um, and that Crosshair has kind of come to his senses, if you will, quote unquote. Yeah, I think the ter- the whole episode a couple a couple weeks ago on like over there uh, the outpost, it was the tipping point for Crosshair, literally. Let's go ahead now. To, well, I mean, see him go through the base, and we do see he's trying to get a transmission out to the team, Nick, and he does send him a warning about Omega. So another positive thing for Crosshair, he is trying to do the right thing by his guys. Yeah, there's a couple of things here I'm confused about. Yeah. So, they want Omega. Right? Yes. Why? Because Lama Sue has convinced Dr. Hemlock that getting her will can, will you, will be the key to getting the other Kamen right. to work together. Oh, work together. Why? So, I assume it's like a threat. Like, oh, like, we're going to, like, torture this poor girl if you don't do what we want you to. I'm under the impression they want something from her. You have these clones who are essentially superheroes. Yeah. They have basically have superpowers. Yeah. You would think, why can't you just clone them? Yeah. There has to be something about Omega that's extremely special that we haven't been made aware of yet. Could be well, something with like could be something with force sensitivity, something like that. So it, it is it also just for the leverage, like Mike was saying, of that other doctor to actually help them with the cloning process from Camino because she was so close with Omega? So they figure if we get Omega, we can leverage her into doing what we want her to do because she's not cooperating with us. That's Could what be. I, that's what I assume because that's he made the deal with Lama Sue. Like, hey, you help me get this girl. Like, I will get you out of here. I'll get you. I'll set you free. So, I also think there's gonna be something to Nick's point too because I also can't forget here that that Omega is one of the only clones that ages normally as opposed to like being accelerated aging. So maybe they want that in there for whatever project they're working on. I would I would think I could be wrong. I don't know how the cloning works. Let's say you cloned two two clones. Yeah. And you cloned I guess you only need to clone one, right? You don't yeah. need two. Never mind. So let's say you cloned a, a cloned a clone. Yeah. And you cloned Hunter. Yeah. You could I would think change how that clone ages before it's made, right? Yeah. Because Django Fett was a normal person and they turned the clone into accelerated aging. So why couldn't you reverse that? 
I mean, I guess it's the same thing with Boba Fett. Boba Fett was created to age normally as well. I don't think he had accelerated aging, right? Yeah, so you would think that's something you can program before you hit go or you know whatever it is. Yeah, I think so. There are also rumors about that. Remember, I think I was was it last day talked about how like the original sample from Django degraded so much they needed Omega to try and have like more baseline to work from. Why couldn't they use Boba? Boba was gone at this point. I mean, he's alive. They don't know that. Why do they not know that? He's off with bounty hunters. They have no idea where he's been floating around. I mean, they don't know where anyway. They don't know where Omega's floating around either. They know she exists, though. They for all I know, Boba is dead. I guess so. I mean, I, I think of it as more or less as kind of the same. They both, they both not in their hands. Yeah, yeah. But right. I see your point. Like they, they, they've ran into Omega in the last couple of months. Maybe you could say. Yeah, they probably haven't seen Boba in like three years. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the storyline with that here going on here. And I think that's what's happening with that situation here. And we do see here, Pete, we go back to Pabu and we see that the team is getting coupled there. And then we do get an interesting live from Hunter where the, the mayor basically says, hey, you know, you guys can stay much longer helping us rebuild if you want. And Hunter has a great line. like, hey, like, if, like, soldiers set down roots, that tends to be a bad thing. So I do think they were setting us up that we're not going to stay long even before Echo showed up. Yeah, I mean, that kind of switches too a little bit when Echo shows up, but... Um, it's interesting to hear. I mean, it's it's kind of just you expect it. it's the bad batch. It wouldn't be much of a show if they were just on the same planet fixing it up for fifteen episodes. So it makes sense. Yeah, and Nick, you're probably your favorite part of the episode here. Like Omega learning how to fly the ship. How did you know? <laughs> it actually was not my least favorite part of the episode, but it, she is very good at it. She has great reflexes, and that's. Cool. I kind of make her out to be like some sort of Anakin type character, um, uh, Ray type character, just like naturally good at things. Yeah, you're happy that we had her learn how to fly instead of just oh, you gotta be a kid today. Go hang out with the other kids and make sandcastles. Yeah, I guess that's better, right? Yeah. Don't worry. Next, like at, at the end of the season, make a sandcastle. Yeah, I'm sure she'll have a friend next week in the finale, in the middle of the, the final battle. Say, Omega, you shouldn't be here. You should be off doing kid things. Well, she did do kid things. Was she playing tag with Wrecker? Yeah, she was. That's okay, though. She's allowed to be a kid. Yeah, she's allowed to be a kid, too. And we do see Echo shows back up here because he tells uh, Chuchi back up, so like, I need help from somebody I trust to, down to decrypt this data that I stole from the Imperial Frigate before we got attacked, so... He comes to Tech. Tech un- un- does undecrypt un- un- the data, and they do find about Doctor Hemlock here, and we do find out that that he was a former like scientist with the Republic, and he got disbarred because he was basically too too radical with his procedures. Yeah, which is interesting because the Republic was being run by a very pretty pretty bad man. Um, it, it it is interesting. I mean, it it makes sense though that he well. I don't want to say it makes sense, but it's interesting to see that he's back for the Empire because everyone from the Republic pretty much became the Empire um, in theory, except for the Jedi. So it's interesting. Yeah, he gets more like a black site deal. Maybe like he works off the grid and the and the main stay of the make the main staffs of the Empire doesn't really know that he's on the payroll. Oh, I would think that's Probably. for sure. Yeah, because I feel like it's, I would... it's like Palpatine, Tarkin know who he is, and like not many others do. Yeah, I would think that most of the people that we meet in the empire that we consider villains are not known by the general public. Yeah. 
like they probably know who Tarkin is in the general public. They know he's a high ranking military officer, but they don't know who Hemlock is. They don't they don't even know who Vader is. I mean they know Vader exists, but no one knows who Vader is at this point. I was talking about what by the way, where is Vader? Actually, so I was gonna I was gonna say this. Was that Vader on the ship when the reinforcements come during the rescue mission because of the music? Did you guys catch that? I didn't catch that. I did not. So hear. when so when when they get reinforcements and I think it's Gregor is like, hey, like the reinforcements are coming, like get on the ship, and it's just uh Echo and and um I think it's Fireball that's yeah. with him yeah. or Rex, whatever it is. Um and the ship comes in, I could have sworn there was a part of the music that was very Darth Vader-esque. Yeah, there Almost a- like that was the... Because it's such an important mission, right? Everyone's like, the, the 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 captain of the ship kills himself. You know, everyone's like, delete the data. Like, it's such an important thing. It's almost like, well, what reinforcements do you get? You get Darth Vader. You know, to take care of it. That's kind of how I took it, especially from the music. Very interesting here. I did not uh, catch that when I, did, when I, when I played through. We we fun. We got a, a, a tease of Vader. I don't think we're ready for Vader on this show. Though. I, I mean, I mean, I would say if you guys have the moment after the podcast, go back like on your phones and just really quickly just get to the part where the reinforcements show up when the when the ship comes out of hyperspace. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it it it, it gives almost like that that Imperial March. You know, Darth I'm, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, so that's that's going. I'll definitely check back on that report back next week about what's going on here with that ship. So. I did think it was interesting here that they also mentioned they get the transmission from Crosshair, and obviously the team doesn't really trust it. They say, hey, like, he's read something about Omega. Like, is this a trap, or, like, should we trust him? I think that was a good, good debate. That was the last time they saw Crosshair was trying to kill them. It's a good debate. Uh, you, you can convince me either way. Do we trust him or do we not? It makes perfect sense. He's He stands in the back before, but at the same time, if we don't listen to him, we could wish we might wish we did. Yeah, Pete, if you were in that room, would you want to trust Crosshair's warning? Or would you, like, say, hey, like, he's trying to screw us? I don't know. I I mean, I'm not in their position, obviously. But I, I just think that it can go either way. I mean, a secret code like that is very telling of either way, right? It could be, oh, the, this is how we're going to trust him and it's a trap. Or this is how we trust him because he's actually trying to warn us. But at the end of the day... The message is, hey, someone's coming after you, not, hey, meet me at this place. Like, I don't know how someone's coming after you is a trap, right? Like, if I want to trap you, I say, hey, come here. I want to join you guys again or help me. I, you know, I did the wrong thing. Come meet me at this place. That's a trap. Saying like, hey, someone's looking after you guys, like run away. Don't, you know, wherever you are, just be on the lookout. I, I, I can't see how that's a trap, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm misinterpreting it. Yeah, maybe it's just like the general distrust they have of him. Like maybe they just like he screwed themselves in season one. Right. Like, oh, like we like you know if he's trying to do the right thing. We don't believe that he's actually trying to do the right thing. Sure. And maybe like, he's trying to get us out to the old way where we get exposed. That's definitely a possibility. I think it's a fun debate here. We do see at the end that uh, Hemlock is back with Crosshair, and like he basically makes the same offer again. Nick, he says, "Hey, you know, like you could like have it very easy. You just like you know." Give me what I want. And Krause basically refuses. Then he basically says, hey, torture him even more. And we can set the machine up to 9 or 10 like we did last week to Dr. Per- Dr. Pershing on Mando. So what do you think about, like, where we ended the episode? I'm excited to see where we go next. And yeah. that's something that I haven't said much about the Bad Batch yet. Yeah, I'm really excited. What's going to happen? The fact that we don't know, besides Tarkin, 
any of the characters that are in this show going forward, I guess in Rex also, leaves the it open for anything to happen. Like, I doubt it, and I'm sure you all doubt it too, but are you positive that Omega doesn't die in the next episode? You don't know that for sure. Yeah, I, I doubt it. I don't think it'll happen, but I, I'm not positive, and that'll leave me on the edge of my seat when I'm watching the episode, because I really don't know who's going to live, who's not. Like, they're not killing Grogu in The Mandalorian. We know that. I don't even need to worry if he's in a scene like, oh, my God, are they going to kill him? But like Omega, like. They won't, but it's possible. All of any of them, really, except for like Palpatine, Bail Organa and uh, Rex, the ones we've seen, we know make it out of the show. Yeah, and like Tarkin. And I guess is Vader, is Vader been in the show in the first season? No, no. So, yeah, there's a few there's a select, just a select handful of characters that we know are going to make it. But everybody else, it can happen. Like, why can't record die? He could. He could. You could you could close the tech you could close the echo tech uh, dupe like uh, I actually think Wrecker would be a good character to die because Omega and him have developed a really strong relationship and if he were to die it could build a lot, like it build her character a lot. Yeah, that's for sure. We have a lot on the table here for next episode. I'm excited about that. But let's get to our trackers here, things that you track of every single week here. So Nick, no Hondo in this episode. Would have been a weird place to have Hondo in a very serious episode like this show up. Unless he was like rambling on Pabu buying like merchandise. Agreed. Just one Hondo. All right. Next up here, uh, Pete. We had a live-action cameo of the board because Tarkin like, takes the tracker off. Here's up to 11. There you go. At least we got something, right? Something here. Nick, uh, this new planet, we added one. The planet where uh, they were taking Hauser from was called Balmora, according to the Wikipedia. So 14 planets, 14 episodes. Wow. Uh, Over-under was, was originally 19 and a half, had moved down to 15 and a half, and now we're at 14 with two episodes to go. Yep, that is a, that live bed is looking great. Yeah, absolutely. Here, uh, Pete, no Sid, no Sid mission. So we are stuck at six. I think we're done with Sid missions of the season. Uh, I think we're done with Sid missions, but we're not done with Sid. Sid was mentioned by Echo today or this episode. So, yeah, I think we yeah, are. I, I done find with that Sid. weird. How are we going to incorporate that? Like, is this going to be about Hemlock and Crosshair and Omega, or is this going to be about Sid or both? If feel, it's both, how do you combine them? I feel like the only way you combine is if Sid rats them out to the Empire. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Remember, Sid has threatened multiple times. I have dirt on you guys. So if you don't come back, you know, like. That's, yes. That's, 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 that's definitely what's going to happen. That's brilliant. And we had the warning from Greeny earlier in the season don't trust Sid. She was, she's not as loyal to you guys as you are to her. Yeah, I also noticed that they called something Plan 88 plan in the show. Yeah, Plan 88. I know there's an episode next week called Plan 99. Yeah, 88. It's kind of like 66, 88, like whatever. And now next week's episode is called 99. I want, well, play 99 because it's Clone Force 99, but yeah. I don't know. Seems maybe like a coincidence. Like they're going to go against Plan 88 with Plan 99 because what's higher than eight? Nine. Yeah. I also I do think we put some pieces together here in this section here because we had a lot of allusions to the whole season about Sid talking in the, in the first episode about. The Empire's going to get here eventually. We uh, At the Orb Mantel, we heard about from Greeny about you can't trust Sid much, as much as you as she trusts. She is not as trustworthy as you guys think she is. We have the situation here where multiple times she's saying, hey, get back here. I'm gonna, or, I have stuff on you guys that's not that's not good. I think we are definitely setting up for the Empire showing up on Orb Mantel. And maybe Hemlock gets information like, oh, you're looking for these guys? Here's their ship. Go find them. Hmm. I think that's very um, possible. All right. 
Last up here, the name Clone Tracker up to 15, Nick, because we added four to the board this week. We had Fireball, Hauser, Gregor, and a guy named Nemec was also referenced here. So four, 15 name clones in four. Nemec from, uh, from Andor? Uh, the clone Nemec. Not, not, oh. not, our, not our favorite Nemec. Oh. I wish we had our favorite Nemec. It would been, like, he would have been like a child at this point. Yeah, how old is he thinking Andor? We'd be in the mid-20s, probably like 15 tops, probably a little bit younger. Yeah. It may, it may he was hanging out with Benny the Thief a few weeks ago. We didn't notice. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Benny the Thief here, let's get to our MVP LVP board. We have just two episodes to go. The best and worst characters of the season as ranked by us over the course of now 13 episodes. These rankings are flexed. So on top of the board, Tech at plus four. Cody plus three. After his one appearance of the season, he's still number two on the leaderboard. Gungi, Palpatine, Dr. Hemlock, and Benny the Thief at plus two. Crosshair, Echo, Romar, Mayday, Hunter, Fijanoa, and the Sky Guys are plus one. So, P, I think we're going to end the season the positive. There's still a couple episodes left. We don't know. <laughs> uh, zeros are Wrecker and Senator Chuchi. Negative ones, Omega, Governor Groton, Tawny Ames, Disney, Venomore, Mako, and the Empire. Lieutenant Nolan, correct. It's not Lieutenant Logan. It's Lieutenant Nolan, negative three. Along with Vice Admiral Rampart. And Sid, bring out the rear at negative nine. Well-deserved bottom of the board here, so... We're going to start out now with the MVP of the week. We have a lot of options we can consider for this one here. And I'll go first for this category here. I'm going to give it to Echo for being a successful leader here, rescuing some clones, stealing the information, getting to the back with the bad batch point. Fill them in what's going on with his plan here, what they can do. So give Echo the point here. So, Pete, where are you going? Going Dr. Hemlock. I uh, really, really like this character a lot. I, it's It reminds me, he reminds me of Thrawn a lot. A calm, intelligent, yet menacing being who has confidence and the the means to be a really great villain. Um, and I think he really drives this episode as well. So I'm, I'm giving the MVP. Uh, Nick, your MVP. I really like both of your choices. Um, I, I really agree with both of them. But I'm going to a different route. I'm giving it to Tech. I think Tech has really turned into a great character and a teacher for Omega, and as and as how easily he gets the data and grabs it immediately, and we know what's going on. Like he's just that's just his character, and I think he's a very valuable player to the group. Who would have thought before the season Tech would be atop the leaderboard of the MVPs? Once you get Echo out, Tech goes up. That's what I've been saying since the show started. Yeah. So now we'll go the other way here. LVP here. So P, who was the worst character of the week? Uh I um I, I'm, this is going to sound weird but I'm going to say Wrecker. And the only reason why I say Wrecker is because no one else in the show this week was as bad as him. He seemed like a child. Like he was just like, "Oh, I'm going to go help the very 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 scatterbrained and very like, "I'm going to go fishing." Like he just Wrecker was always like the brute and maybe not the brains of the group, but it was never like he was a child. Yes, he got along with Omega and stuff like that, but 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 for some reason this week Wrecker was just like goofy. I don't know. It just goofy, yeah, I, so I gotta give it to him. Uh Nick, who's your LVP of the week? I give it to Omega again. This is like four weeks in a row. <laughs> just the way she runs out of that ship when she sees Echo and goes, Echo and goes to hug him, it just got me angry. And that's it. I think she's the worst character in the show, and Pete. You didn't hear me say this last week because you were in the cantina, but I said this in the past. Maybe you've heard it. The end of season two 
And I still feel the same way about this character that I did at the beginning of season one, and that's not good. With Ahsoka and with Ezra, they grew on me in time, and this character has not grown on me at all. Okay, I I, I agree with that, and I would give it to Omega today, today too, but something about Wrecker really pissed me off. It just really was like, this is not his character. Omega, I kind of, I'm like, I'm expected by now, you know? I'm giving it to the Empire because the fact that we had a ship with a full garrison of stormtroopers and officers got overrun by four clones. I mean, come on, guys. That's not a good look for the Empire. Yeah, yeah I, I, if anything, to me, when something like that happens, the Empire should be like, wait, the clones are better than people. Let's just keep them. Or, you know? Yeah. Like, you're developing cloning stuff, right? That's like the point of this show. Yep. And they obviously succeed, considering the sequels exist, right? Yeah. Maybe they don't succeed now. Maybe they don't succeed till later on. But in my mind, if you succeed, why wouldn't you just clone yourself more clones? Money. Don't you have to pay the workers? And if you if you figured out the, the technology yourself, wouldn't it be a lot cheaper than outsourcing it to the Kaminoans? Yeah, well, they apparently don't. We're dealing with a very racist empire, also. So, yeah, literally, yeah, I guess so. I just feel like the clone would. I feel like the doesn't it seem like though the empire would be like it would make more sense if the empire was all about clones than if they were all about people. Wouldn't that make more sense? Well, like the cutting corners. You see, yeah, I, I know, I know. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, you think yeah. it's evil empire? They didn't even hire humans. It's all clones doing it. It's like, they don't. No one supports them. It's the, that's how I would picture it if I didn't know anything about Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's. I'm giving it to the Empire. They had a bad week. Hamlock aside. Next up, here we grade the episode a scale of one to ten. One is worth the 1978 holiday special. Ten is out the prison break episode of Andor. Turns of the best episodes of Star Wars here. So, Nick, do you want to start with the grades this week? I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay, it was a very good episode, but it it had it wasn't like you know the the good ones we've talked about the good ones before yeah. like the shoe cheese and stuff. Yep, it had those moments, but then it also had Wrecker playing tag with Omega running over and saying hi to Echo. So it's good to bring it down a couple of notches for me, but it's still very good. I'm gonna agree. I'm also gonna give it an eight because I feel like you said here it was some good stuff here. The episode like the first like half it's a banger. Then things really sort of slow down once you get back to Pabu with the team, and then like it picks up again at the end. So I'm gonna give it an eight here. Pete, you want to round us out? Yeah, clean sweep with the eight, uh, and pretty much echoing, no pun intended, what you guys said. Uh, I mean, there's really not much more to say. All right. I do think it's nice to see the bad bats, though. Like, not the show, the the group actually take it easy a little bit. And just, like, be on a planet where they just live. And, like, you know, he's like, you guys staying here? And Hunter's like, we haven't decided. Like they're just kind of take they're laying low and they're just taking the taking it easy, and that's nice. They deserve that. Yeah, they don't have enough of that here. And speaking of next week, we have a two part season finale. So if those of you who are along for the rivals here, two episodes next week to wrap up the season. Here, our third double. We have the summit and plan ninety nine. Any thoughts on what's going to happen here, Nick? Uh, Sid's going to die. That that would be great, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Sid, Wrecker, Crosshair, and Hemlock are all going to die. So this is you're protecting a slaughter here from a bunch of people. Nah, in all seriousness, though, I think Wrecker will die and Hemlock will die. Yeah. I don't think we're. I think with... a member of the Bad Batch should die. I think that'd be really good. I don't think we're going to be done with Hemlock yet. I feel like Hemlock's going to be around. That'd be great. I like him. Yeah, my big hunch is here. I think the clone store, the clone rebellion storyline, the network is going to grow a little bit. 
I feel like by the end of the season, P, I feel like that the entire team is reunited, including Crosshair, and they're all they're all the network. I like it. I, I think for me, I think we're going to have the Bad Batch get the information that they need to rescue Crosshair. I think Echo and the other named clones are going to help, and one of the named clones, not part of the Bad Batch, maybe two, are going to die. R.I.P. Fireball. Fireball, maybe even Echo. Yeah. He's the only one. I mean, Nick, we've got also Gregor's plot armor because he only makes it to uh, Rebels. Yes. Yes. Another one of those guys. Yeah. So we, well, it's a lot of fun next week. That's for sure. And also, the next time you hear from us is going to be now up here next week on Thursday. You're going to get the podcast for Mandalorian Chapter 21 as Nick talked about the Mando podcast week. We're finally done with the book of Boba Fett related plots. We should be moving this forward considerably. Yeah, let's see where we go. Very excited. Don't really know where we're going to go and can't wait. Absolutely. Here. That's it for the podcast. We want to thank you guys for coming on here. Uh, Pete, if you want to follow you on the social media streets, how can I do that? At PJConStory29 on Twitter. All right, Nick, one more time. How can you follow us on the social media? At SkyGuysPodcast. That's both on Instagram and on Twitter. You can also follow me on Twitter, mphillips331. That's M-P-H-I-L-I-P-S-331. This week over on the Justin Suffering Podcast, we got through... The first week of March Madness, a couple of Troy Morrell to break it all down here. We're going to be back next week there as well, doing more March Madness coverage. And Nick, baseball season starting here. We're going to be doing some baseball over-unders next week. Your brother, Phil Fredda. Over-unders? Over-unders. Like I told him last year, do not take the Giants over, and he did. Yeah. And that one did not work out for him. That's right. I told him. I knew it. All right. So that's it. come up here next week. Until then, guys, may the force be with you. <laughs>